Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about some limitations that your air conditioner has and how to get the most out of it. Let's go. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, air conditioning. Each week, we pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. Uh, I appreciate everyone taking time, tuning in, listening to the show, watching the show, however you're consuming it. If you happen to be a fan of the show, do me a favor. If you have not left a review for the show yet, take a few minutes, go do it. If we bring you some value, I guess if we're not, don't worry about it. Well, but a review is a way for you to like tell us how we're not bringing value and how you'd like to see the show improve. Um, I don't know that I will make those changes. I might read your comment and just be like, ah, they're just hating on us. <laughs> but... I, I promise I do want to hear your feedback. I just might not take the feedback and do anything with it. All honesty, I don't know. Anyway, go wherever you listen to podcasts. Scroll down to the bottom. Click write a review. I, I would actually like to hear what you have to say. But today, without further ado, I'm joined by Richard Bunker. He's been in the HVAC industry for over 20 years. He's currently managing the HVAC. HVAC. Is that ever hard for you to say? No. No, never. There's some people. Uh, I say HVAC a lot. Oh, do you? I, what that, do you? Someone asked me what I do for work. My HVAC. What do you think is more common that people like recognize HVAC or HVAC? Uh, probably HVAC. I think that's just because you think that you but, say it a lot. So uh, probably definitely, definitely, definitely in your head so. on that. Oh yeah. Anyway, he's currently managing the HVAC or HVAC maintenance and service departments at Any Hour Services. Richard, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for being having me. Hey. I, yeah, I, uh, I never seen you do the little dance before during the music. Like, is that going to be on the on the live thing, or does that get cut out? Well, it they usually blur it, and the like logo pops up. Okay. But now that you've like made a deal of it, I'm sure. Yeah, we got it. We got to have that little dance. You did this little fist pump type thing. That was kind of cool. I've never seen you do that before. It's like, <laughs> if we could find like an EDM version of the of the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a replay of it yeah there you go anyway uh i, th I thought for a second <laughs> i thought that was your cue i thought you were just no, gonna no, no, like, no, no. go right in so, am well, i gonna say something so, that's gonna trigger it or <laughs> so before the show we were talking and mike saw my phone open he's like you got notes i'm like no he's like oh you got dad jokes I'm like yeah i got dad jokes <laughs> last night i was thinking about it. i'm like you know it's been a while since we've had dad jokes on here True. so so i you know went to my reliable you know google i found a couple dad jokes i think you'll like one of them i love second. dad jokes so let's uh I, I got two of them because there's two of them. Have you seen those things uh, online where um, they're two people are like next to each other and they're doing dad jokes and they're trying not to laugh at each nah. other? You've never seen that? Nah. Okay, then I'm is just that like gonna, YouTube or something? I've seen it on social and on YouTube and stuff like that. But anyway, I was if you had seen it, I was gonna say like, okay, I'm gonna try not to laugh. But okay. well, I, I want you to try not to laugh. You want you. me to try? It's that funny. Well, I don't know about if it's that funny, but probably not. But so I, I got two of them. One of them was more so because my wife's a, a dog person. So, gotcha. Okay. Hey, so, Trent Walker, if you're listening to this episode, stop calling me when I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, I think you should call me more, Trent. All right, you ready for the, you ready for the dad I'm, jokes? I'm okay. ready. All right, so let me read it here. Why did the man name his dogs Rolex and Timex? Rolex and Timex. I don't know. Because they were watchdogs. I mean, <laughs> it's not funny. Was that a genuine laugh or was that kind of like, I, th I thought that was funny. Okay. I probably, if I had been more 
in the zone and like thinking about like don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. I, I might not have like giggled, yeah. but I, that was, I don't, that was I don't clever. think these ones are good enough yet for you. I'll, I'll get you that one. No, no, no. Watchdog. Okay, okay here's here's the other one. Uh, why is it so dangerous to lay on your lawn? Laying on your lawn. Um, I don't know. Because your grass is full of blades. <laughs> So I know why dad jokes get a bad reputation. <laughs> hey, that's Google, all right? But I'm, I, I thoroughly enjoy dad jokes. I'm not offended by them. Like I, like some some people, you like tell a dad joke and they try and make you feel bad for like telling like, oh that's so stupid. I love telling dad jokes to my daughter because she just rolls her eyes at me. Yeah. It's fantastic. I just I just do them. I, I just naturally. <laughs> dad jokes, I like them, but dad jokes are not the main thing that I wanted to talk about today, because I think we need to take a few minutes and reset some people's expectations of what their air conditioners can and cannot do. How does that sound to you? I think it sounds great. I want right there. The keyword is air conditioners, not a freezer. There's a difference. <laughs> well, there, there's the key right there. So I've heard that sometimes when the temperatures outside get up in the, the high nineties or, or hotter, sometimes we'll get a call or two with people thinking that their air conditioner isn't working because they can't get it below 75 degrees. Yeah. We get most of those calls once it gets over 95 degrees. Really? Yeah. Once it starts getting hot, I, I fully expect we're getting those calls. Hey, my air conditioner has been able to keep up all year, but now it's not. Anytime your, your house or outside air gets over 95 degrees here in Utah, like we kind of design, design them toward 95 degrees is kind of max. We only have a handful of days, typically over hundred. Anytime you oversize a unit, your system is running more costly and it's not running as efficient as it should so we try to size it for the majority of the time so that's how come you're on those over 95 degree days is your system may be undersized a little bit because it's sized properly for the rest of the year so usually like the load calculations and the heat loads and things that we're doing on the homes when we're designing systems they're thinking okay if a if it's 95 degrees outside that should cover most of the days mm -hmm. of the year and we want to be able to keep it comfortable at that. And is there a benchmark of like what comfortable is at 95? No, it's every customer is going to have their own comfort level. Like my wife, if it's over 70 regardless, she's hot. Like she wants it 68 degrees. And so that's, if it's at 9,500 degrees outside, that's going to be hard for an air conditioner to get down that low. You get into a lot of factors like your ductwork. Is your ductwork sized properly to move enough air to drop that temperature in the house that far when you have so much of the you know, the hot weather on beating on your house, the roof, the sides, the windows and stuff like that. So there's a lot of variables that go in consideration of how much you're going to actually be able to get that house down to. You live in an older home that's got single pane windows. You, you, the hotter it gets, that air conditioner just isn't going to maintain temperature. Gotcha. So it's not, if someone's experiencing this and it's like really, really hot outside and their air conditioner is running all day, and whereas the week before when it was, you know, 90 degrees outside and it wasn't running all day and it was able to keep up and keep the house comfortable. That's not uh, uncommon. No. So so if it's really hot outside and your air conditioner is just running all day, that's just a natural byproduct yes. of like it's hot outside mm -hmm. and your air conditioner is having to work harder. Yeah. If it's over 95, expect that thing to run all day long. Gotcha. If, if you're trying to maintain a temperature down there, you know, if you're doing 75 on a 95, 100 degree day, you're doing pretty good in your house. You know, that 20 degree difference is going to do pretty good. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense that 
if someone is paying that close attention to their air conditioner and they recognize that like, okay, it doesn't usually run all day, but today it just never seems to like stop running. It doesn't ever satisfy the thermostat. Uh, Good for you if you're paying that close attention, because that means you're watching it. And if something is abnormal, you're probably going to notice that more, but we're here to say that that that's probably normal. Uh, Should people in that situation uh, like adjust their thermostat up so that it's not running all day? No, I'd still go. I mean, if your utility bill is going to be up a little more, the air conditioners, whatever they turn on and off, that's where you get most of your power usage. So the longer they run, they're going to be more efficient because they don't turn on and off, but they're going to run. So they are going to burn more energy. If you're comfortable and you're okay. I mean, if you're okay with bumping the temperature up, I would by all means, you know, bump it up a couple degrees and stay a little warmer, you know, but you don't have to. But so is there any damage that can occur when you're trying to cool your house down below what it can actually achieve? Or is the result just, it's just going to run longer? It's just going to run longer. Okay. I mean, it's like a car, you know, you're going to put more miles on it, so to speak, but it's designed to run. It, you're not going to cause it. It's not, if it's running for seven hours, it's not going to overheat or anything like that. It has its own cooling down mechanisms like a car, you know, you can drive long distance and it's not going to break down or, you know, because it's working doesn't mean it's going to break down. Gotcha. But we also know that when we get those hot spells, that is when a lot of systems do break down. We get a lot of of calls because if your system is older or you haven't been maintaining it and there are parts that are like weak and starting to fail, it's, it's like taking a really long road trip, right? All of a sudden, if you're, if your tires are bald or, you know, things are acting up when you push it that hard for that long parts could start to fail. They're going to break down. I mean, that's just the the law of nature. You know, it's just going to happen. You're putting something through more stress. It's going to find that weak, you know, whatever that is. It's like you said, out of the range or whatever. It's going to break that part eventually. Gotcha. So is there anything that homeowners can or should do to like boost its performance on those really hot days? I definitely have it like a tune up, like you get on the you know radio and we advertise and whatnot. I have it checked out because you never know, like, when we see this quite a bit, it's like, oh, it's done this and it's maintained this temperature over the years. And that's become, you know, the new normal, so to speak. But it doesn't have to be that because there is times where it isn't functioning 100%. You may be low on coolant or have some dirty coils or something like that restricting it to where you just gotten used to that over the years and you didn't realize it. We can come out and take a look at it, go through it and make sure that, hey, it isn't normal. There is some things that we can take care of and get it working properly. So I would definitely have a tune up taken care of on it to ensure that hey it is running at full capacity gotcha i and and you kind of like glossed over something there at at the beginning of what you were saying you you said that like people uh like over the years they just get used to the way that it's performing and they think that that's normal so because over years over the years over time the performance decreases but it doesn't usually decrease so significantly that you're like oh, something happened and it's not cooling as much. It's a slow, gradual decline. And having your system maintained, having that service done every year, like uh, manufacturers recommend, that can actually help you identify those losses that you've gotten in efficiency and functionality. Yeah, big things. We can see that. You know, what did we do last year or the year before? And you can see that trend go so to speak and then you don't have to worry about that but yeah just just because it's 95 degrees outside and your system isn't working doesn't mean it's normal 
there could be something going on in a tune-up or a service. Now, when you say it isn't working, you mean like when it's not cooling as low as you want it? Yeah. I mean, it could be that just, hey, that's this time of year that's 100. And it could be possibly that, hey, there is something more going on. We wouldn't know that unless we get there and take a look at it, hook our gauges on, and really take all the measurements and everything. Yeah, that's a good segue because, like, I – as I was thinking of like how to like wrap the show up and kind of, you know, succinctly like, I didn't want to steal your thunder if I did. Sorry. No, you didn't. You actually, it dovetails perfectly because I was going to say, if you think that your air conditioner is struggling, take a second and think about the temperature outside before you just assume that the thing isn't working. Uh, So if you know, if you know how to figure out what, a temperature split is we've talked about this a lot that's a that's an that's easy good, yep. good way to like say okay well if i think something's going on all right is it really hot outside like for instance like we i brought up uh you know my in-laws house down in saint george i was down there last weekend again and i took some tools this time <laughs> <laughs> so and i was expecting that what did you what did you fix uh well Nothing. I was I was more doing the inspection and the tune up okay. and like testing some things because it didn't it didn't freeze up <laughs> on me again. Um, and so, but I don't know if it's because it like I wasn't like calling for it to go as low. But from our last conversation, you said that that's not usually it. So okay. I actually do have a couple of numbers here because I recorded them. Oh, and nice. since we're since we're talking about it, and this episode was pretty short, let me just uh, let's see. Um, where's my notes here? Okay. So I was, I, I was doing the, the temperature readings to, to do the temperature split. So those that don't know what a temperature split is, if you measure the temperature of the air coming off the supply side and the air coming back from the home on the return side, and you do some math and, uh, figure out which, uh, not which, but subtract the supply from the return. That'll give you your temperature split, right? Yeah. From the return from, you know. Well, you, you subtract the lower one from the higher yeah. one. So the the supply is going like, to be lower. Math. It's hard. Uh, well, your, your return is going to be higher because your return is going to be, you know, typically 75-ish and your supply is going to be more in the 50s. Gotcha. Actually, I wasn't listening to anything you said. I like it. I was looking at my notes. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible dad joke. <laughs> Oh, no joke. I was, that's for real. Oh, you made a joke and I missed it. Is that what you're saying? No. I, I'm so lost right now. Okay. So, uh, but if you, if, if all of this temperature split stuff is confusing, we did actually, uh, make a video. If you want to link to that, just message me or you can email mike.wilson at anyhourservices.com. Okay, Richard. So here's, help me do a little bit of, uh, diagnosing. Okay. okay. And this kind of plays in because where I was going is like, it was it was 100 degrees down in St. George all weekend, right? And so the air conditioner's running, and it kept the house cool. But since I had the experience the last time where the compressor froze up, I took some tools down, and I was measuring the temps, okay? So at the supply side, um, or at the system, and this will lead me into another question, but at the system, I had 43 degrees coming off of just right above the coil and then at the return right before it came into the system i had 77 degrees which is giving me a 34 it was a 34 and a half split degree split which i know is out of that Mm -hmm. 18 to 22 degree range uh so hearing that it didn't freeze up on me uh and that the split is that far out of range I, t- I told my in-laws, I was like, okay, it could be refrigerant or if it's sometimes freezing up and sometimes not, it could be 
is the part that like changes the from gas to vapor or whatever is that the txv yes okay Th so. that's the metering device yeah okay gotcha so so i don't know tell me what the next thing would be to like look at i would check the refrigerant levels and i would check the coil and i would check the blower housing to make sure it's all clean and it's moving the proper air okay so let me let me stop you there so i did actually that's one of the things i checked i took the cover plate off it was it was a night and day system so i could get the the um what do you call the cover plate on the over the coil that's covered? So I took the door off, and then there's that the little triangle looking little thing. Little triangle okay. thing. Is I that just, or is it? I just call it. You call it the triangle, triangle thing. Triangle cover. So <laughs> I don't know if there's an official name. So I took that off, and it was it was clean. Okay. So it, there wasn't any obvious uh, problem there, and and so I looked at everything else, and it the filters in the house were clean. And it was it was pretty it was pretty straightforward. So I, and I told him I was like it, probably it's a refrigerant issue, but the thing is is like the house is three years old. So is it possible that um, like my, my father-in-law, he's like, he's like, okay, so does it just like lose stuff over time? I was like, it shouldn't, No, it should not be re losing refrigerant. So, so I told him, I was like, you either have a leak or when they installed it, it didn't get charged up properly to begin I with. I would check that. I would check the TXV make sure it's opening and closing like it's supposed to, cause they can get stuck and they can open and close. Typically when we see a, a, a large degree like that, 34 degrees or something going on with a charge or a restriction. And those are the types of things that they actually look at um, when they go out and do one of these tune-ups, yeah. the annual mm -hmm. maintenance, right? Yeah. They're checking the temperature split. They're mm -hmm. checking refrigerant levels. They're checking to see if that TXV is opening the way that it should yes. and different things like that. Yeah, our pressures and everything on our gauges are going to tell us what that's doing. Gotcha. Yes. So now here's my follow-up question to that because I, I always, like the video that we made and when I'm explaining it to people, I'm trying to explain to them the difference between the return and the supply at the system, but um, I also had my thermal laser gun and their vents happened to be in the ceiling. So I went in the house and I actually measured the temperature coming out of the vent uh, of the supply registers and I measured the air, you know, right at the, at the return. And I got slightly less uh, of a split. I got 44 coming out of the supply and 76 going into the return. So um, anyway, so I ended up with a 32 degree um split which is still out of range and it's only a couple of degrees off but i wonder if i don't know which is easier for people to do but is that another like do either one of those work for trying to get a temperature split what do you mean meaning like so when when i do it the way you originally taught me was okay well we're gonna use a probe style thermometer yeah. and stick in the in the duct work at the system so get as close as you can coming off of mm -hmm. the the coil and then as close as you can as the air is coming back to the system if i was a homeowner i would just probably go to the vents go to the vents yeah i mean if you're handy enough to drill a little hole and make sure you're doing the ductwork where there's not behind the coil you're going to hit something to cause a leak or something like that but i think as long as you're the coil now if you've got an attic with like down st george i don't know if your in-laws have all it was in the garage so and, and all the ductwork is <clears> in the attic so you're going to get a different you're going to get some temperature rise in that ductwork depending on the insulation value and everything you're better off going there at the coil. You you may not be, you may be a little lower, but if you're higher, then you should never be higher because you're going to have some temperature gain in there. How yes. long? How long were you there for? I mean, it literally is. I go down Friday night and come back Sunday morning. Okay. So so like ran I, all weekend long and never froze. Correct, correct. But I mean, again, I don't know if I was just being super cognizant of it happening last time, and I didn't I didn't bump it down to seventy degrees how I like it. So I had it at like seventy between 74 and 76 did you use the, the little laser one or did you use a temperature probe i used a probe at the system and then i used the laser um 
um, inside because the the ceilings are probably 10, 10 12 uh, feet, and I couldn't reach with the probe. Kind of fun. I like the probes better. I feel yeah. like it's more accurate, but it I probably is because I could not get. Uh, I had to put the laser on the grill itself mm -hmm. to get a low temperature reading because if I shot inside. Like sometimes it would actually be a little warmer because of that heat yeah, loss it, that you're getting. I would check the if or it was me, I would put a, get a yeah heat gain. I would check the the calibration, make sure that that's what it is. I would use a temperature probe. Just I don't know. I'm funny like that. I want to make sure that my numbers are accurate. Gotcha. Maybe they were. I don't gotcha. know. That's the first thing I would actually. Double well, check. we definitely know that they've got a problem uh, because you know yeah. I did do the the more technical version mm -hmm. uh, in at the system. But. Yeah, I would check the. If it was me, first thing I would throw my gauges on there and really double check and make sure where the refrigerant. The thing is with the TXV and everything else, where my gauges, if they're high, low, and whatnot, there's a different combination that tells me what kind of a solution could be. So well, I have not invested in gauges yet, and you have not taught me how to use those. Well, so you're not certified to do them yet. Well, I know. I got to wait till we have our next like M EPA class yeah, or when whatever. You get certified. You can. You don't. You can even take my gauges for the weekend. Well, I have extra set of gauges. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. So make sure I know when that certification comes okay. around so that so that uh, I can be really? official. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. OK, cool. Um, well, that was a nice little side conversation, yeah. but I feel like it was relevant because, we're you know, again, like the main thing, I think you just need to readjust your expectations. Your air conditioner, like Richard said at the beginning, is not a freezer. Yeah. It's not meant to, like, dial up whatever temperature you want. And. Sometimes, you know, it's a little frustrating when I hear HVAC companies market like that when they're like, oh, you can dial up Aspen when you're, you know, in the whatever. And I'm just like, it's not quite like yeah, that. If you're getting down to 70 degrees when it's over 95, you've got a rock. Your, your system awesome. is awesome. Like it does a fantastic job. Well, cool. I mean, and if you wherever you're at, if you have not had your air conditioner serviced uh, and especially if your system's older or you think that there might be some issue just for the peace of mind, knowing that like when you run into these hot, hot days and your system's going to be running longer, that's the that's the last time you want it to be breaking down on you. Yeah, we want to come out and help those because like right. I said, you just don't know until you hook up your gauges and everything what's really going on. Like we right. need to see what's going on. And, and like I said, the thing that and I've done it several times, go out to customers' houses and, the, you know, it's whatever it is, it's not cooling. And then we get it up and running like it was when it was new. It's like, man, it hasn't blown this cold for since the day it was installed. It's like they just gotten used to that not as cold air. And there's no reason for that. It's just give us a call and we'll come out and take a look at it. Awesome. So if you're in the Utah market, any hour services can definitely help you out with the, you know, having a tune up done. Normally we charge $99, but uh, like I did last time on on an HVAC or an HVAC episode. Um, I love that HVAC. There you go. HVAC episode. <laughs> Do me a favor down in the comments. <laughs> uh, I want you to let me know how you refer to uh, the trade of air conditioning and heating, you know, the furnaces and air conditioners. Do you refer to it as HVAC? Do you refer to it as HVAC? And then when you answer that question, let me know if you're in the trade or not. Yes. <laughs> so that would, that would help me. Uh, you know, know what, uh, how to refer to this. Cause I, I want people to know what I'm talking about. Uh, and sometimes I get, we're just so close to it. I, I kind of try and guess. I feel like I try and put myself in, in the trade, shoes. say HVAC people outside the trade say HVAC. Yeah. That's what I feel like, but I don't, that's, and that's why I say HVAC. Cause I'm assuming that the people listening 
you know, are, you know, the average homeowner. Anyway, if you're in Utah, give any hour services a call. We can help you out. If you're outside of our market, go to Google and look up HVAC, HVAC contractor, uh, <laughs> and, and just start calling some companies and find somebody. I can't think of an HVAC company that would not offer this annual service. It's such a, it, it's just such a pillar. It's a staple. So anyone you call should offer that service and talk to them and figure out what you want to do. Do me a favor. Um, leave me a comment down below. Also, if you didn't comment on the last one and let me know, have you had your air conditioner tuned up this year? Is that, is it something you do every year? Is it something you don't ever do because you don't believe in it? Do you do it every other year? Let me know your thoughts on uh, air conditioner maintenance. Anyway, Richard, Mike, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You got any other jokes you want to no, end? I mean, there was like 80 of them, but I only read through a couple of them. Like, got to make sure they're appropriate. Yeah. All right. Well, like, like I said, I think all dad jokes are pretty appropriate. So, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get a good one next week or next time, whenever we do it. And I'll see if I, you can try to not laugh and we'll see how it goes. Okay. And well, and if we do that, maybe we'll do a little segment where I come prepared with some jokes. You try not to laugh and I you like have it. some and I'll try and you try right. not to laugh and like we'll it. see who wins. Okay. Okay. Anyway, thanks again for listening or watching the show. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode of in the house. If you'd like to know more about any hour services, visit any I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to in the house. See ya. Thank you.